this is Debbie Marcoux, the Mortgage Mom. Well, what is Mortgage Mom Radio? Well, we're an education show. We are teaching you everything you need to know about home buying, refinancing, all things real estate. Do you want to interact? Do you want to call in and get your voice on air? Well, you have to listen to us on Wednesdays. You need to watch us stream live and you need to call in during the show. How do you know that we're going live? How do you make sure you're part of the action? Well, you text us. Text the word mom to 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's L-E-N-D and the number four. Or 844-935-3634. Make sure you text the word mom to that number. Debbie Marcuse, licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions and MLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona 0941504, Florida LO76508, Georgia 69178, Idaho, Nevada 57237, Oregon, Tennessee 184373, Texas, Washington MLO237926. She's the mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom. All right. Well, welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marku, and I've got Heidi Slegle points with me. How are you doing, Heidi? I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you hanging in there? I know you've got a cold, not feeling so great today. I am. I'm hanging in there today. I'm better than yesterday. Oh, good. So uh, this is Mortgage Mom Radio, and we're going to, well, we'll see how long Heidi lasts. We might have to cut the show a little early today. Uh, and thank you for weathering the storm and day quilling up and doing everything that you did to get on here with me. I appreciate it. Uh, but we are Mortgage Mom Radio, and what do we do? We bring you all the education and real estate information that you need all about mortgage, real estate, selling your home, buying your home, taking money out of your property, whatever it is that you might need. We are here to give you that information and advice. We're an interactive show, so we want you guys giving us a call to get on air with your questions, or we want you to watch us do it live on YouTube every Wednesday. How do you know that we go live? Well, you get a text message from us once a week. How do you get that text message? You text the word mom. You going to do it, Heidi? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> you text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's L-E-N-D and the number four. Uh, Drew, uh, our sound guy, is going to come up with um, a jingle for us for that phone number so that we can all sing it in our heads and remember it. I know how much that everybody loves the Mortgage Mom song and how it gets stuck in their heads. So we're going to do it to you again, but he's working on that and we'll bring it to you as soon as we can. Um, but again, like I said, this is an interactive show. We want you guys to tell us you're watching. We want you to say hi, put a note in the feed, give us a thumbs up, ask us your questions. The more questions that we get from you, the better that the show is. If you want to call in, you want your voice on air, all you've got to do is call the same number that you would text uh, to get that weekly link. So same phone number, 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's L-E-N-D and the number four. If you guys are listening by radio, we're in Seattle, we're in Las Vegas, we're in LA, Riverside, San Bernardino, and we're trying so hard right now to get on in Arizona, Georgia and Texas. Those are my three that I'm really working towards. So if you are in radio and you have block programming on your station, please call my office and help me get on your radio station. Um, but we are trying to get into those markets.
markets as well. So if you are listening over the weekend on Saturday or Sunday, and you want to actually do this with us live, you have to know that we went live and you've got to click on the link and watch. So you can subscribe to the channel, click on your notification bell, and you should get something from YouTube telling you that we are live. Or once again, last time I'm going to say it for a while, you can text the word mom to 844 935 Heidi, what is that spell? We lend for you. That's right. She's got it. Anyway. I did remember the phone number, just so you know. I had it practiced, <laughs> but I have sick brain right now. You do. You sound sick. I am so sorry, hon. And I might actually let you kind of drop off halfway through if we need to. Um, so let's get to our comments. Let's see who's watching us today. So we've got uh, my aunt, good old aunt Pam and uh, Erica, uh, Heather, all watching us as usual. Thank you. The three of you. We appreciate it. We know you are the biggest fans that we have. Uh, we've got Red Muffs on. Drew Win Young, thank you so much. And get moving on that jingle, please. We need to get people to get that phone number stuck in their heads so they don't forget us. Uh, we've got Diane Sears on. She says, hi there. Happy Wednesday. Hope you feel better soon, Heidi. Oh, thank you. So Diane, I want you to tell us really quick. I know that you've watched us a couple of times and you said in one of the shows you put in there that um, you needed to watch after fundings. So I'm going to guess that you're a funder for a mortgage company. Um, if we've talked before and I don't remember who you are, I'm so sorry. I did, I'm not doing it on purpose. Um, but let us know what you do. Where do you work and how do you know about funding? <laughs> Um, I think that's pretty cool. I'd love to get to know a lot of our listeners and people that do watch. So um, give us a little bit, Diane. Tell us what you're doing there. And then uh, Drew gets on and he says, you got it. Ha ha. <laughs> Drew, it needs to stick. They can't get it out of their heads. The song needs to be so good. They will never forget the number to either text the word mom or call us. Um, if you guys want to get on the phone calendar for a free consultation, anything about mortgage, buying your first home, pulling money out of your house, paying off debt, doing renovations, dropping your interest rate, getting rid of your mortgage insurance, best way to do that is to go to the website, go to mortgagemomradio.com. There is a button that you'll see that says appointments. Click on that and schedule a call for the best day and time that works for you. If there is not a day or time that is on there that is open for you, which there should be because we've got seven loan officers right now all taking appointments so it's pretty rare that there is not a day or time that is available um, but if it is not please send an email to questions at mortgagemomradio.com and I will make sure that I get you scheduled at a time that does work for you um, so Heidi I know you can't read the the messages coming in so I'm just going to keep reading them and then we'll get on with catching up with mom and into divorce which we promised we talk about um, so we've got uh, Diane says she's an escrow officer Pacific City escrow in Huntington Beach. So, oh my goodness, thank you, Diane, for watching. Really, really appreciate it. We'll have to reach out. Hopefully, we'll get a couple deals with you soon. Um, and then we've got Luke that uh, actually uh, called in last week with questions. He says, hey, ladies, you got my wife and I so pumped to buy a home now. Can't wait to have a day off so I can schedule something with y'all. So, Luke. Awesome. Totally awesome. Cannot wait. Schedule that appointment. We're open literally every single day for appointments, Saturday and Sunday as well. Even if uh, anybody, again, listening later, later date, not watching us do it live, is listening on a Saturday or Sunday, 
don't hesitate. Go to the website. You can schedule an appointment. There's an appointment available once an, once an hour on the hour. And we've got it from, uh, I think, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, literally Sunday through Saturday. So uh, you could definitely get yourself on the calendar and get someone to call you with, with and answer all of the questions that you have. So why not take advantage of the free consultation? Um, so let's do this, Heidi. Let's mm -hmm. go to a quick commercial. They're like 15 seconds. And right. then let's get back and do some catching up with mom. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. She's a mortgage mom. Mortgage mom here. Hey, if you're a homeowner, you've probably got some equity in your home. Do you have debt that you need to get rid of? Well, give us a call. Let us take you through that blended rate calculator that I always talk about. Let's determine if it makes sense for you or if you should keep what you have. How do you do that? We'll book your phone consultation. Go to our website at mortgagemomradio.com and you can book your call right there. Once again, that's mortgagemomradio.com. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. Debbie Marcuse, licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 094-1504, Florida, LO76508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO237926. All right, so we are back. Thanks again, guys, for watching and staying tuned. So let's do some catching up with mom. And again, everybody that is out there that is listening, if you guys have a question, start putting them into the feed. We are going to read those and answer them for you. We're going to get into what you can and cannot do with divorce. That's going to be a topic today. Any other topics that come up as we're moving along through questions, we will address. And um, if you want to call in, you want to get your voice on live, all you've got to do is call 844 Nine three five three six three four. Jen will get you put on hold and she'll send you over as soon as we're ready for you. So feel free to call into the office right now to do it with us live. So let's catch up with mom. You're not feeling good. You had um, you had a scare with the virus <laughs> this week. So why don't you give it to us? Tell us how your week went, Heidi. <laughs> you know, funny enough, right? My husband gets a scare with the virus. He's totally fine. And then I get a cold. I, I don't even understand how that happens, right? He's <laughs> yeah. totally fine. He gets exposed, gets tested, gets fine. Two, three days later, I end up with like a crazy head cold. But, you know, that's just my luck. Like he he never gets sick. He's always totally fine. And yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, it is just a head cold. I don't think it's the virus. Yeah. It's totally fine. It's just a normal everyday cold. Those do still exist. They do. Not everything's the virus. Right. Um, but yeah, yesterday was a lot worse today. I'm a thousand times better than I was. That's good. So That's really I know I don't good. sound wonderful, but I'm a lot better. You actually so. <laughs> don't sound too bad. I mean, for somebody that is sick and when I'm sick, I literally, there's like certain syllables I can't even pronounce. So you actually sound really good and you look great. So yeah. yesterday <laughs> I did not talk to anybody. I didn't answer the phone once. I, I actually silenced my phone. I was like, nothing not yeah. happening. Just no talking, no nothing. I had a lot of tea. I had a lot of soup, a lot of Vicks vapor rub. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. I'm happy that you got the rest. And I saw that I saw you respond to one email. So I tried to call right away thinking you were at your desk telling you to get, 
go lay down. You didn't answer. So I sent you a quick email. I'm like, why are you responding? You're like, it was just one. I really had to get it done. Um, so, yeah. you know, that shows you the energy of our office and making sure that you guys come first as our, as our clients. For me, catching up with mom this week is just kind of getting myself mentally prepared for the fact that the kids are going back to school. And, yes. you know, here in California, the kids were out of school basically the whole year last year. And now they're going to finally go back and it's going to be in person and it's going to be everybody. And, you know, Zeke's going to start for the first time in a, um, we're really excited. It's a special autism program that he's going to be at. We're switching his elementary school, but you know, we get a, an email yesterday from the school district saying that whether if they're five years old or older, even if they have a medical condition, they have to wear a mask. And so we're kind of in panic mode. Um, the kid just absolutely will not wear one. We've tried a hundred times. Uh, he won't even let us wear them. He's starting to get a little bit better about it when they're, you know, when we're wearing them. But I mean, for a while there, he would just absolutely just have a full panic attack trying to just rip it off of us. So I'm getting a little bit worried about whether we're going to get him in school or not. And I'm hoping that for special education, it's going to be a little bit different than the the massive communication that's going out from the district. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, I'm just kind of getting my head prepared. And not only that, but because nobody's been in school I'm really getting myself mentally prepared for how sick we are going to be this year because there is going to be cold after cold after cold after cold after over a year of nobody being around anybody. She's a mortgage mom. This is Debbie Marcoux, the mortgage mom. Do you have mortgage insurance that you're paying right now? Well, let's get rid of it. Prices are up, rates are down. It's a good time to do that refinance. Well, give us a call. Find out if it makes sense for you. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's L-E-N-D and the number four. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions and MLS ID 237926 always hold true. And I'm going to tell you guys this, make sure you are doing your research before you do make that decision. Because I did live in California and moved to Illinois. Obviously, I'm showing my age at this point because this was... over about 20 years ago um, that we'll call it 17 years ago that I did that. And when we got there, because home prices were so much less expensive and I was selling real estate in California, we moved to Illinois and I was thinking, you know, it's so much less expensive there. Right. But the, the property taxes were double uh, California, right? I mean, not by percentage, actually percentage was higher as well, but, um, it's, you know, a less expensive home and you're paying double in, in the property taxes. So, um, you know, the groceries, I think were a little bit more expensive from memory. And then, you know, like you, you're in Arizona, your car insurance is more expensive. We Mm -hmm. see taxes in taxes and homeowners insurance are through the roof 
in Texas, where yes. Texas is going to be a lot less expensive house price wise, right? So you just want to make sure you're doing your research before you decide to make a big, huge upheaval of your life and your and your home uh, to go somewhere that's less expensive to find out that live in paycheck to paycheck is still happening somewhere else as well. Your you know um, cost of living might be less expensive, but maybe you don't get the same kind of pay for the same job that you do in that area because it's less expensive. So just oh, truly, absolutely. yeah, truly do your research. If you guys are thinking about doing that migration or moving somewhere else, because it seems better and it very, very well may be that it is. I'm not arguing that there aren't maybe better places to live, uh, but make sure that you're doing your research and you know exactly what you're getting into on all arenas, groceries, car insurance, yes. homeowners insurance, property taxes, utility bills. You know, if you're going somewhere that you're going to be using um, quite a bit more gas because it's going to be significantly colder or um, maybe you're going to Florida and you're going to use twice as much electric, you know, for the uh, air conditioning, right? I mean, just whatever that it might be, make sure that you're truly digging in and doing the research on it before you make that decision. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have found that there are several things in Arizona that are significantly more expensive than California, which uh, in all honesty, shocked me like through the roof. I was like, what, what, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean you're going to charge me that? Right. Um, you know, gardening. not enough. Gar how about, how about gardening? Don't even get me started on gardening <laughs> for your rocks, right? For your, rocks. for my rocks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. For raking my rocks. Right. Exactly. Um, for raking but yeah, they're, you know, the gardening, um, internet, internet mm. is more than three times the cost. No way. Oh yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. This yeah, is the, good. This is a good subject. We didn't, know, even, didn't even talk about. No, I mean, there are just certain things that even myself, right. I never thought like, oh, okay, see what internet costs. See right. what electricity costs. See what water costs. See right. what the different prices are and different things that you pay for that you aren't used to paying for or that you no longer pay for. I mean, you just don't know what there are in different states and different cities. Yeah. That yeah. you're not used to. Well, probably a really good idea to sit down, actually go through the budget, look at everything that you pay for, literally everything, and yep. then start doing the research based on what you're, you know, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't think about looking into your gas bill or electric bill or your gardening bill. You might not even find a gardener where you're going, you know, you're not, no. if you're thinking that you're going to go and get on five acres of land, 10 acres of land, get a, get yourself a farm. Uh, you better start thinking about buying a tractor and how much time you're going to be spending outside for doing that work yourself, because right. you're not calling uh, your neighbor's gardener that got a good, you know, $70 a month deal for four times a month to come out and and chop chop and clean it up for you that's not happening anymore so just make sure you're doing your your research and this wasn't even a topic that we thought we'd talk about today we just kind of <sighs> morphed our way into it um but it was kind of fun and i'm happy that we did and i think we've put some good ideas into people's you know brains to kind of think about when they're when they're deciding whether that might not that might be a good idea you know to right. make that kind of a move or that relocation um so we've got uh diane said uh where is here where do you live so uh diane okay. i'm actually in Valencia or Santa Clarita, California up by Magic Mountain. I used to live in your neck of the woods in Newport Beach. So I'm nice. And, I used to be nice and close to where you are. Um, Heidi moved from Santa Clarita to you are in 
Mesa, Arizona. Mesa. I always want to say Tempe, and I don't know why. It's but I know I'm wrong. I go to say it, and I'm like, I know I'm wrong. <laughs> but she's not in Phoenix, no. so uh, yeah. Heidi's in Mesa, and uh, we've got you know team members all over the place. But um, we started here in California, so uh, this is our close to home heart. This is our heart. Yes. California is our heart. Anyway, so um, let's take, okay, wait, sorry. So let's go back to this. So um, Heather says, good thing he has a job. Yes, very good. She was actually laughing. Ha ha ha. Sorry, Mikey. You got made fun of in this uh, episode today. And then we've got uh, Heather also says, and glad to hear you are okay, Mikey. And yes, we are very happy to know that you came out of it alive. So that's important. And mistakes are going to happen. We're going to always mess something up, especially when we're a brand new driver. Basically just thinking that the curb was not was done and <laughs> anyway it happens it does it does um why they're know, called accidents that's why they're called accidents and thank goodness we didn't buy him a brand new car it's used it's paid off and this is why we got that we're gonna beat it up and then it'll be time to get him something nice so right. uh anyway so let's take a quick uh break and then as soon as we come right back we're gonna start talking about divorce and all that good stuff that you need to know about She's the Mortgage Mom. Hi, this is Debbie Marcoux, the Mortgage Mom. Hey, have you been wanting to refinance, but you can't? You went into forbearance and they're telling you no? Well, guess what? You only need to make three mortgage payments the most recent months on time in order to get that refinance started. We'll walk you through the process. Give us a call. Let us help you while rates are still low. How do you get in touch with us? Give us a call. It's 844 935 Three six three four. That's eight four four. We lend for you. That's L E N D and the number four. Or hey, go to mortgagemomradio.com and book your phone consultation right there on the website. Pick up the phone and call mom. All right. So welcome back. Thank you guys again for staying tuned and and listening to us. What are we? Who are we? We are Mortgage Mom Radio. We are bringing you all of the education and advice that you could need for all things real estate. If you want to sell your home and you've got questions about that, we've got Heather on board. She is a real estate agent. She has been. She is licensed for well over 20 years. She doesn't ever want me to actually throw down the real number. So we're just going to say well over 20 years. Um, So we've got her that can absolutely help you. We've got tons of real estate agents all over the country that we can refer you to. If we don't have one, we're going to let you know we don't have one in that neighborhood. So we are only going to refer you to people that we know or that we feel comfortable or confident with. If you want to know about refinancing, you want to know about getting out money to pay off your student loan debt, you want to know about getting out money to do some renovations, maybe you need to get rid of those credit cards, anything that it is that you need to do, you want to drop that mortgage insurance or just drop your interest rate, shorten your term, tons of stuff about refinance and everything about purchase. You guys are first time buyers. You've never done it before. You're thinking about moving up. You want to sell your home, buy another. Maybe you want to hold on to your house and you want to go buy another. That's a really great thing to do. Start the portfolio. That's going to be part of your retirement down the road. We are here to help you and we want you to ask us those questions. So you can either call in during the show when it is live. How do you do that? You call our number. It's 844 844- we lend for you. That's L E N D and the number four. That's 844 935 3634. Give us a call while we're live. You'll get your voice on air and you'll be hearing it on your favorite radio station over the weekend. Or you guys can text the word mom to the same number. Text the word mom to 844 935 3634. 
That is going to opt you into one text message per week. That is it. We are not sending you guys coupon codes or deals or asking you to sign up or to subscribe. You are literally going to get one text message per week with a link to the show so that you can watch us do it live and you can put all of your questions into the feed, which we are going to read out loud and answer those questions for you. So again, if you guys are watching right now and you haven't said hi to us, let us know that you're there. If you're watching the show, please give us a thumbs up. It really does help the algorithm. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, please do that as well. That really does help us and it helps us get more free information and education out to more people that are searching for the word mortgage, mortgage help, first time buyer, home buyer, all of those keywords, it's going to help pull us up. So anything that you can do to help support us, we'd truly appreciate. So Heidi, divorce, let's get into it, right? Yes. Okay. So we have a lot of people that um, are thinking about divorce and my mom actually just popped on. She says, hi. And this was a topic that she suggested that we talk about last week and we just didn't quite get there. Um, so we're going to get there this week. So anyway, uh, hi, mom. Thanks for watching. Anyway, should have had so, mom on to talk about it. Yeah, we should have had mom on to talk about it, but um, we'll get we'll get her on one of these times. We'll get her on. So here we go. So divorce, right? C- couple of things. That, what are some of the questions that you get the most often, Heidi, when somebody calls you and they're asking about, I'm in the middle of a divorce? What do you think is one of the main first questions? Does my spouse have to be on the loan? Does my spouse have to sign on the deed? Yes, correct. Those are good questions. So your spouse does not have to be on the loan. Absolutely not. You can do the loan without your spouse. So if you guys are not technically divorced, you are separated and you've moved out, you're still living with each other, doesn't really matter. But if you're, if you want to buy a home without your spouse, you can absolutely do that. Uh, They do have to sign off in the state of California and any other state that it is a community property state. If it is not a community property state, they would not have to sign off if they are not on the loan. So make sure that you understand whether your state that you live in is a community property state or not. Um, Arizona, are you community property there? Yes. Yes. Texas is community property. So there are some states that are, and then there are some states that are not. I do not believe, and I could be wrong, this is off the top of my head, but I do not believe that... Um, Nevada is a community property state, but I will have to double check that and confirm with all you. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Make sure that you're doing the research on that. Am I in a community property state or not? That is going to tell you whether or not your spouse needs to sign paperwork to let you close on that home. So that is very, very important to keep in the back of your mind, but you can buy without them. You can get the loan without them. It would require a signature at the end to close the transaction. So that is number one. Uh, Number two, what would be another question that you would hear often, Heidi? Um, If they're in the middle of a divorce? Yes. Okay. Um, My spouse has moved out of the house. I want to refinance it. Okay. Do they, do I need to involve them? Do they need to know about it? Um, do they need to sign anything at all? Do I need to tell them that I'm refinancing the house? 
I love it. I love it. Okay, so um, Heather jumps on, says, yes, Nevada is among the 11 states that follow community property principles. Erica jumps on to give me my answer as well and says, Nevada is a community property state. So thank you, ladies. I love it. Um, Dad jumps in and says, finally got in. Erica laughs at him. So this is just all of the fun commentation that we've got going on right now. <laughs> um, all right, so um, Nevada is a community property state. Heidi, love the question. So uh, my, my I'm staying in the house. My, my spouse moved out. I need to refinance. Can I refinance the house without him knowing or out her knowing? Okay. So number one, if she is on title at the moment, then obviously she's going to have to sign a piece of paperwork at the end of the transaction coming off of the title of the home or staying on the title of the home, but being an owner, acknowledging that you're taking a loan. So there is no way for you to do a refinance transaction without letting them know that you are doing it. It's impossible. Now, if they signed a form when you bought the house that brought them off of title and they are not on title right now, then you could technically do a loan without bringing their knowledge into the transaction, right? Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, if you are buying out your spouse, you can totally do that as well. And, but again, if they are on title, they are going to have to know that you're doing the transaction. If they are coming off of title, they are going to have to sign. So you, they are going to know unless the day you bought the house originally, they chose at some point to come off of that home, not be part of the, the ownership of the property. Um, so Heidi. I have another great question. Okay, go. I love it. So I want to buy my spouse out. Okay but I don't want them to know exactly what I'm doing and they're on title today. Can I do this without them knowing any part of the transaction other than sign other than them signing the deed? That would be an absolutely no. Why? Because they are an owner of the property right now. So any financing that is going to take place against a property that you have ownership in, the bank has to make sure that you have knowledge of that financing and that you are agreeing to it. So for example, if you and someone else owned a property together as partners and they wanted to go out and get a loan against that property, it would require that you be disclosed all of the financing terms that are going to go against that property so that you can agree to allow that brand new lien to take place. So the bank is going to disclose to your spouse all of the details that are going to take place for that transaction. They are going to see the appraised value on the closing disclosure. They are going to see all of the closing costs that you are going to pay. They are going to see your new loan amount and they are going to see how much cash out that you are going to get. So your spouse, if they are on title today, even if they are coming off of title with the transaction, will still see all of the details of what you're doing. Yeah, fun? Yeah. Not really, mm -hmm. right? No. Um, you know, I, I get it. It's it's a really, you know, divorce is not fun. I've been through one. You've been through one. Not looking down on anybody that might be in that situation. But there are a lot of people that are in it. And I think it's very valuable information for them to know what their op you know options are and what does need to be disclosed and what doesn't. And what can others see and what, you know, I mean, e even if we didn't have to disclose this to somebody, which we do, so we're going to. But even if we didn't have to, public records in most states are public 
it's public records, right? So anybody can look up the title of a property, see that the deeds that have been recorded, how much of a loan did they take, you know, so the person would end up finding out regardless. There's nothing that you're going to do that's going to be sneak it under the rug or private. It's it's going to come up and they're going to know about it. Um, one thing that we've had come up quite a bit that is helpful for people in divorce is that when we do a mortgage, we typically... Uh, I would say about 75 to 80% of the time do require an appraisal. And so obviously you're going to pay for that appraisal. It's going to be independent third party. So if you do want to use that appraisal to negotiate with your attorney and their attorney and the spouse's attorney, you know, you guys are going to get an appraisal with the transaction. So maybe that helps you guys to kind of divide up interest, know how much cash that you're going to owe or have to buy them out for. Um, But know that that is one piece of the transaction that may become helpful for you. Um, what are some other things? Let's see, we've got some comments going on here. So Heather says, uh, uh, Erica beat me or Erica says, Heather beat me. And then Heather says, great minds think alike. Um, my dad jumps in and says, I've been on the link that was sent to me and I couldn't comment, but the app is okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not exactly sure what my dad's talking about. And then he says, one of you guys are amateurs. So I'm not sure dad, you're, you're lost, hon. Um, and even my aunt Pam jumped on and said, LOL at Tommy, a pro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, he is. Dad, you're having some problems with the, some links, but you're obviously on the right show because you're commenting right now and we're talking about it. So we're giving you some thumbs up for that one, Dad. Right. Um, good job. Yes. Good job, Dad. Good job. All right. So so here's some things that I think are really important. So Heidi, I'm getting divorced and I'm going to give you a call and I'm going to say, I need to, you know, I need to... Um, I'm going to go buy another house. My my husband's going to stay in our house. He's going to keep it. And so I need to go buy another house for me. Um, can you help me with, with, you know, qualifying? Can, can I do that? So what is the first thing that's coming to your mind when you're hearing, I'm, I'm going to leave the house, leave my husband in it, and I'm going to go buy a new one. What's one of the questions that you would ask me? Are you divorced? Is there an agreement that says that he is taking over this house and he is required to take over the payments? Yes, correct. So if you are on the current home as an owner, First of all, you are responsible for property taxes and insurance, even if you are not on the current loan. So that is something very important to keep in mind is that even if you are not on the loan, the loan is in your spouse's name, you are still responsible for taxes and insurance because you are an owner of the property. So you do need to, number one, make sure you guys have an agreement, a separation agreement drawn, even if the divorce is not final, that says that they are taking over responsibility of the property, property taxes, the mortgage, if you're on the mortgage with them, you know, they're responsible for the mortgage payments. And you're going to want to make sure that you guys are amicable enough that we can get history from your spouse that they have been making the payment out of their own personal account. So you need to have two separate bank accounts. You need to go establish your own and you need to make sure that your spouse is making the payment out of their own account, not a joint account with you, and that it is amicable enough that they are willing to give you the history of canceled checks or bank statements showing that they have been making those payments to go along with the agreement 
that they are going to be responsible for it. So um, just keep that in mind. There's like pieces there that are very, very important. And if you want to make sure that you've got all of this under your belt, and you know exactly what you're working with and you start to get it done and get it set up right, the best thing to do is to call our office, get on the books or go to the website and, and get that phone consultation booked. And let's talk to you about your situation, what you have going on. And let's talk about what you need to do to prepare to get yourself ready so that you can qualify without carrying the house debt, you know, for, for another property. So, um, we do have a comment. It says, um, this is from Tyson Tyson. We've never seen you on before. Thank you so much for joining. He says, does a house need to be appraised if the primary owner passes away? Spouse is still alive. If so, is it for taxes? So I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little bit confused about the question because I don't know if he is talking about refinancing the property or I'm so Tyson, you got to jump in here and you got to give us a little bit more to your question. Um, if the primary owner passes away, but the spouse is still alive, it's going to depend on whether the spouse is on title or not. How did you hold title? Did you hold it as joint tenants? Did you hold it as tenants in common? Did you hold it at, did, were they the sole and separate property? So it's going to depend on how you held title. Um, and, and who, whether or not the spouse is on the loan. Right. So maybe that's the question. Maybe the spouse isn't on the loan right. and they need to refinance it to get on the loan. Right. So, okay. So he says, my father-in-law passed away recently and his wife is on the mortgage. So most likely if wife is on the mortgage and your father-in-law passed away, um, she is probably also on title. It depends on whether they're held again. How did they hold title? Was it held in a trust? Was it held um, as joint tenants? Was it held as community property, tenants in common? Um, so how did they hold the title? will determine who's the owner of the property. If there was no trust, you're probably going to end up in probate court. Probate court is most likely going to require an appraisal to know what the property value is to determine the asset. And then who does the asset go out to? So there's more to the story and questions, Tyson, um, that we'd have to know before I can truly guide you. But if I'm hearing this right, your father-in-law passed away and his wife would be stepmom to your your wife. So now stepmom's on the mortgage. Stepmom probably owns the home. You guys are wondering, do you know who 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 owns the property? What's it worth? Who's getting what pieces of it? Um, you guys really need to figure out who owns the house. How was the um, how was the property held? And is there a trust? Most likely, if you guys are going to sell or he's going to sell, if any portion of that property would belong to you and your wife um, as the heirs there's probably going to be an appraisal that's going to be required, but I'm actually not a trust attorney. We've got a fantastic one that we've worked with in the past. If you need uh, any advice or you need a referral, please feel free to give us a call. We'll get you her information and you can call an attorney to ask more questions about that. But hopefully I answered those questions. Um, if there's more to it, Tyson, please feel free. Keep throwing it into the, into the feed and I'd be more than happy to read it and keep going with your, your, your questions and answers. We're, we're here to do that, right? We want to make sure we're getting everybody the information that we need. And it is an interactive show. Like I said, I want to make sure that people are jumping on and they are asking us their questions and they're getting the information that they need. Um, so he does say one more time, is there a link for an email to ask more questions or a number? So uh, Tyson, the number is 844 935 
888-345-3634. You can call right now and you can uh, get an appointment to talk with any of us here at Mortgage Mom Radio. Get on our calendar and we'll talk with you if you want to. You can email us at questions at mortgagemomradio.com. That's the email address. You can go ahead and send me an email and I'm going to respond. So it'll be me and you going back and forth until we get you through whatever the scenario is that you're in. That is for anybody at all that is listening, guys. If you want to call in, call in, schedule an appointment, go to the website, go to mortgagemomradio.com, book an appointment right through the website. And if you can't find you know, a time that works for you, send an email to questions at mortgagemomradio.com. Dot com. If you want to ask me questions straight out, right, you don't want to do it in the feed of a show or you don't want to call in with people hearing your voice, you can always send the email. You can go to the website. There's a contact us form, all kinds of tools and advice. Everything you could, you could possibly need is right in the website as well. So mortgagemomradio.com. 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU, that's L-E-N-D and the number four. And anybody that is listening to the show over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we recorded live on Wednesday. We do it live right on YouTube. You can watch us do it. And to get a link to the show, to know that we went live, you're going to text the word MOM to 844-935-3634. It's always the same number for everything. You can call us, text the word MOM, whatever you need. It's always that number. Heidi, what's that spell? We lend for you. That's right. It's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's L-E-N-D and the number four. So um, Tyson says, thank you for your help. Heather says, "I if I am divorced, can I use my alimony as part of my income? So that's a great one. I'm going to let you answer that one, Heidi. And Tyson says, I will do that. Thank you. So you're very welcome, Tyson. Thanks so much for jumping in and asking your questions. We love it. Um, so Heidi, let's get right to Heather's question. Actually, we're going to do this because I'm trying to keep it spaced, I'm trying to stay on target for Drew. So we're going to take a really quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and answer Heather's question. She's a mortgage mom. Hi, this is Debbie Marcoux, the mortgage mom. Hey, do you have a home equity line of credit against your property right now or maybe a second loan that you'd like to consolidate and put them all together? Well, property values are up and mortgage rates are down. So why not take a look and see if that makes sense? How do you do that? We'll get a phone consultation with us. How do you get a phone consultation? Well, Go to the website, go to mortgagemomradio.com and you can book your appointment right there. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. Um, so let's, let's jump in really quick uh, to Heather's question. She says, if I am divorced, can I use my alimony as part of my income? All right, so I'm going to address... Um, alimony and child support. Love it. So yes, you can. However, you have to, and I'm going to talk about conventional because we have conventional answer. We have an FHA answer. So I'm going to address conventional first. You have to have consistency with receiving alimony and or child support. It has to match your actual documented divorce and support degree. Okay. So if you're receiving $300 a month in alimony per your divorce degree, you actually have to be receiving $300 a month consistently, consistently. And depending on the program, we either need to show 12 months or six months of you receiving that every single month on time per the degree. 
Right. So if um, my ex gave me $600 one month and he was supposed to pay me $300 a month and then he paid me nothing at all for three months, then he paid me $900. What? We cannot use it. Right. So you're not receiving $300 every month on time per the decree consistently. Right. So we would not be able to use that. We also have to have it continuous for another three years from the time we're closing your loan. So if your spousal support says it's going to end in two years from the time we're doing your loan, we're not going to be able to use it. Right. That more so applies to child support, right? Your child's going to turn 18 within the next two and a half years. And per the child support order, you're only going to receive it till they're 18, graduate high school, something along those lines. And we can see that coming because in the child support order, it's going to say the ages of your children, then we're not going to be able to use that either. So you have to have a three-year continuance. You have to receive it in the amounts per the divorce or child support order. Mm -hmm. And we have to be able to show it going into your account. Right. So it has to be consistent and it can't be, well, we had a verbal agreement. It was 300, but we agreed that I'm only going to receive 250. No go. Doesn't matter if you verbally agreed. You actually have to file that with the courts. Yeah. It needs to match. So here's the other thing. Yeah. Here's the other thing too, that a lot of people get confused on is that they, they they're going to get child support until the child is 18 or out of college. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a, a lot of people say, but they're in college. So, or they're going to go to college. So I'm going to have more than three years, even though they're 17 today. There is no way, it's, it, there's no way for us to confirm that number one, they're going to go to school. And even if they do go to school, if they're going to stay in school. So that is, it's 18. Right. Because we have to prove continuance. Right. You cannot guarantee your child is going to go to school for four years, eight years, six years. It doesn't matter. You can't prove it. There's no way to prove continuance. Right. So it's really 18. Some say 21. So then it would be 21. But it actually is the age the child support order states. Yeah, absolutely. And that is really important. And and the alimony is too, because a lot of times, you know, the alimony is granted for um, half of the time of whatever the the amount of years of the, the marriage Correct. were. And sometimes it's forever. And so it just depends. But if you don't have at least three years mm-hmm. continuing of that alimony, then we're not going to be able to use that alimony. So, uh, and, and unfortunately, a lot of times we'll see women that do get the alimony and it's basically to get them on their feet. They got to get going. They got to get their job rolling. Uh, maybe they stayed home with the kids, but they've only got maybe, you know, two years of alimony before it's going to end. And so they're working on ramping up. They're starting their own, you know, um, self-employed female run business, which we love and vice versa for the guys. Um, don't get me wrong. I, my husband stays at home and I'm the one that works. So this is not a sexist comment. It's just kind of what goes, I think normally in your brain as you're talking about it. But, um, you know, we can't use the alimony if you're ramping up and you don't have any previous history of self-employment and you only have two years of alimony left. So you do need to make sure that you've got three years continuance, no matter what, whether it's the child's age based on the date in the child support agreement, or if it is the alimony from the date that it is going to end 
it needs to have at least three years from the date we close the loan. Not the day that we originate the loan, not the day that we take the loan application. From the day that that loan is going to fund and close, you need three years continuance. So keep that in mind. Um, the other thing too, which is really, really important, you guys need to hear that what Heidi said was that there is a six month or 12 month requirement of verification that those funds have been received. So depending on the program, conventional or FHA, they've got different number that we need to prove that you have been receiving the payments. So if you guys just separated and there is an agreement for the child support that was, you know, a lot of times they'll go in and do the child support agreements immediately, even before anything else has been um, agreed to. And sometimes there is going to be a voluntary payment that was put together that the attorneys say, hey, this is going to be the amount you're going to end up owing. So just start paying it right now. We need to have that time. So if they, you finally went to court and there's an agreement that says you're going to pay $600 a month and then they start paying you the $600 a month, remember, depending on the program, you're going to need six or 12 months proof of receipt. So even though we don't necessarily need you to be divorced in order to go buy another property to utilize that income, you're going to need some time. So if you need that income to qualify, you're not going to be able to do that from the day that it's said by the court that it's owed to you. You're going to have to wait so that we can prove the receipt that you've been getting it so that we can see that number one, it's been coming in, it's been on time. And now we're going to see that you've still got three, three years of continuance with that same income. So um, very important as you're trying to make plans and figure out your timing of when can you buy something. If you can buy something, you've got the income, you don't need any of those things to qualify, then go out and do it. it. You know, just make sure that again, your spouse is going to be willing to sign off on, you know, the deed of the home if you are in a community property state. But if you're needing that income to qualify, then we need to talk about what you need to do. We've got a lot of people that have know that it's going to be 600 bucks a month. And so they, you know, agree between the two of them that, you know, the payments are going to start right away. And so they get those payments started. There are four payments in by the time they make it to court and they get the agreement put together in writing from the court itself. And so now they've only got two months left that they need to collect payments to show us six months and show us the documentation. And so now we're, you know, they're, they're good to go. They didn't have to wait the full six months or the full 12 months from the time of the court uh, agreement because they got it started early. And, you know, if you're going to move out of a house and the spouse is going to go find another property, it, it's just something that you want to do to maybe help each other out. Like, hey, you're going to stay here, but in order for me to be able to get something sooner, I need you to start doing this rather than waiting and arguing with attorneys over how much it's going to be. So um, again, I know that's easier said than done. I've been divorced. Heidi's been divorced. It doesn't always go that way. It's not always nice. It's not always amicable. And, you know, a lot of times there's, you can't agree to things, but uh, important things to keep in mind as you're thinking about how am I going to go buy something else? You know, we're, we're newly separated. Um, I have one that I want you to talk about is car payments. So, and credit card debt, right? A lot of times when you're married, you've got joint debts. You're both on that car payment. You're both on that RV loan. You're both on that, um, you know, credit card. So ta let's talk about the joint stuff, Heidi. How do we, wh what do we do to not have to hit somebody for the monthly payment on those personal debts, not mortgages or secured debts? What do we do? Um, so a couple different ways we can do it, right? Either one, you make sure you get off of those debts easiest. 
It's my recommendation. <laughs> but that's hard. Um, if you've got a joint it's very credit hard. card, it's not like you're an authorized user. You can't just call Citibank and be like, hey, take me off that credit take card. Take me off. Right. They're like, both- yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, so we would get one if you're in the middle of a divorce. So you don't have a final divorce decree that says, you know, spouse owes this, you owe this, you're dividing it. That's it. We would get proof that the other, the spouse, ex-spouse is pay- making those payments. So six months of proof or 12 months. Again, I always say six or 12. It just depends on the program that we're looking at to show that the other party is making those payments and they are not your responsibility. And that's what we would look for. So again, as Debbie said, it's all about how much you guys can work together to help the the person move on and get to that next point in their life. So if we can show that you're not responsible for those and that you're not making those payments, they are making them out of an individual account, not a joint account. Because yeah, again, if it's joint bank, go get your yeah. own bank to <laughs> be the your first bank. thing you do. <laughs> Make sure they have their own bank account and all payments for assets and or liabilities have been divided mutually that those are being paid out of the individual accounts. And then we just document that the other party has been making those payments. You're not making them. And then we can exclude those from your debt. That's really the easiest way to do that. Yeah, it is. And, you know, if you guys have a um, you guys have joint car loans and, you you know, you've got two of them and you're both signed on both of them, then maybe refinance those cars. You keep yours. He keeps his, um, you know, he she keeps hers. She keeps his. I mean, I'm not again, I'm not trying to be sexist. That's not what not what I'm doing. It's just, you know, it's. Right kind of hard to talk about divorce. Um, but you know, just, just make sure that you're separating the assets the best that you guys can, um, right up front, open up your own bank accounts, separate the, 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 any money that might be in the checking account if you can. Um, sometimes attorneys are going to tell you don't do that. So again, we're not attorneys. We're not giving you advice, divorce advice. We're giving you mortgage advice and, you know, and it's not even advice, it's education, right? We're telling you what the banks are going to allow and what the bank is going to look for. And you need to make your own decisions based on what the guidelines are around the lending, right? So I just want to make sure that I'm making that very clear. Like we're not giving you the advice of what to do. We're telling you how we're going to look at it as a lender and what the guidelines are. And then we're trying to help you to determine what actions that you might want to take. Um, So, you know, again, make sure that you are um, paying for your debts. Your spouse is paying for their debts. You've got your own checking accounts to pay those debts with. Um, if you're going to, you've got three months continuance before you, uh, you know, for the, any kind of child support or alimony, if you need that education, or I'm sorry, if you need that income, uh, to qualify for the loan. And is there anything else, Heidi, that, uh, we brought up that was important or maybe something that we missed? Um, also just taking consideration if you happen to be on the other side of it and you're paying alimony, you're paying child support that does go into your liabilities. So that is something that we do have to include in your debts, just as we would your income if if that is something that, you know, you're on the other side of it. Right. And please make sure that you disclose on your application if you are responsible to pay alimony or child support. 
Um, trust me, we will see it. We will find it. There will be a bank statement that we will see that you are making a payment. The underwriter is going to ask, what was that payment made for? Why is that person making that payment? So it is going to come up. Uh, it, there is absolutely no way to hide it. So just make sure that you are disclosing it, please, because that could be the difference between you getting three quarters of the way through an application and then the deal falling apart, whether that be trying to buy out your spouse to pay them off to keep the house, or whether that be you trying to go out and buy your own new house so that you can get the heck out of that house. Either way, you don't want things to fall apart. So make sure that you are disclosing it. If you are responsible for alimony or child support, it, it will, it will come up. It will at some point be found somehow. And that would be terrible for that to happen towards the end of the transaction. Um, just let us know so that we can try to work through those numbers and figure out what we need to do um, to help qualify you with that new debt that you're going to owe. So I think that's really important. Um, let's really quick, we're going to go to a break. But before that, if you guys have questions, you want to get on the calendar, you want to give us a call. It's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's L-E-N-D and the number four. That's 844-935-3634. It's an educational show. It's an interactive show. You want to be part of it. You want to see us do it live on Wednesdays. You got to text the word mom to the same number. That's 844-935-3634. Heidi, what's that spell? We lend for you. That's right. 844, we lend for you. That's L-E-N-D and the number four. Heather jumps in. She says, um, this is so informational and educational. Um, thank you, Heather, once again, for always watching and also being part of the team. We appreciate it. She always has uh, great stuff to add. I love it. Um, we will be back again next week, same day, Wednesday, probably same time, two o'clock, maybe 12, maybe one. It kind of depends on how things are going. Um, but make sure if you want to know when we go live, you want to be at interactive if you want to be part of the show, you've got to text the word mom to what number, Heidi? 844-935-3634. You got it. Did I get she, that right? You did. She did it. She did it. She did it. Text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's L-E-N-D and the number four. Mm -hmm. Same exact phone number to call us. If you want to get on the uh, books, all you got to do is call, get a phone consultation. We'll book you for one of those. You want to go to the website, go to mortgagemomradio.com. Click on the website and you guys can book your appointment right there. You can contact us. You can send me an email. There are tons of ways to get a hold of us. So make sure that you guys are doing it. It's all free education. Uh, that that's what we're bringing to you. Again, Mortgage Mom Radio will be back next Wednesday. Erica says, bye. I have... A great evening. Oh, um, have a great evening, girls. Feel better, Heidi. So thank you so much, Erica. That was very sweet. Um, Bye, we want thank you. Guys, you. <laughs> yes, we want you guys to be interactive. We'll be back next week, and we hope you all have a good rest of your week and weekend. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Debbie Marcuse, licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, LO76508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, Nevada, 57237. Oregon, Tennessee, 184373. Texas, Washington, MLO237926. She's a mortgage mom. Mortgage mom here. Hey, if you're a homeowner, you've probably got some equity in your home. Do you have debt that you need to get rid of? Did you know that we have a student loan refinance for your mortgage? We have a debt consolidation mortgage. We have a blended rate calculator to determine, does it make sense to do either of those? How do you find out? Will you give us a call and get that consultation? It's 844-935-3634. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. 
Pick up the phone and call mom. <laughs> 